This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I just keep it. Tell them go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It is Friday, and we are back with a brand new, fresh episode of TGIF. I see on the YouTube chat, throwing the flames up already, ready for some hot tea. Now, we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you a little something to sip on, because like we said on Wednesday show, we have a lot of stuff to cover today. All right, please welcome my co-host. Please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host on the men, Funky Dineva. You know, I got a different hand gesture today, y'all. It's, it's, it's this one today. It's the bless my heart because I fell and, and almost broke my wrist. So y'all pray for me. I'm on the sick and shut-in list. We're definitely going to dive a little deeper into this because I saw the video on social media. Please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? Happy let's Friday, get into your Friday. Fr- Let's get into your friend here who is injured. Yeah, he called me right after it happened. I said, what happened, boy? So there's a video online, and uh, you were racing someone. In, was that the parking lot of the bar with the, the Honda bar. cars? Yes. With the dumpster where you've had some liaisons? Yes. Okay, please, uh, let me not explain. Just you explain. In there drinking, throwing back shots of tequila, having a great time. And somehow or another, me and Nelson get into this back and forth banter about Who's faster? And I'm like, boy, you know, you fat and I'm and I'm smaller than you and I'll beat you. And he was like, you know, Q, I'll smoke you. And I was like, well, come outside, come outside. And I kick my shoes off and I go to take off running. I got a solid four or five steps in and my body met the ground. <laughs> I wish we had the video to play. We're going to have to play that on Wednesday. Show. But they can go check it out on my Instagram page. It's there how we captured it. I, uh, so I'm all scraped up, knees bleeding, toes bleeding, um, elbows bleeding. Then catch this, the, the bar, they give me a first aid kit and some Neosporin or whatever to clean myself up. Child, I look at the expiration date of the Neosporin. The shit expired in t- 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you self-diagnosed with the, yourself saying, uh, sprain, you think a sprain rest, huh? I didn't feel like going to urgent care today. And the reality of the situation is if it's fractured or or not, they're going to put it in a splint anyway. So, you know, right. I'll go tomorrow and get an x-ray. This isn't the same bartender that you got in a fight with in the park. lot, is it? Totally no. different? This is different. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you need to leave that bartender alone. I know. When's it closing? They were supposed to be closing in in uh in December and moving into the new spot, but they just got the plans approved at the new spot, so they haven't started the renovation yet. And the current landlord said that they could stay there up until the wrecking ball comes to tear it down. So they'll probably stay through the spring. Oh, nice. Yeah. Y'all yeah. need a reality show at that bar. I know. I've been trying to get one, but it's just so much. It, believe it or not, I've actually been trying to get one, and I've been talking about ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. But everybody says it's two issues. Number one, the liquor being shown, and then two, just the filming in a public 
space with people coming in and out. It was just a lot of clearance issues. So it's kind of hard and it would have to be something staged, kind of like a Vanderpump rules. And that would not capture the true essence of what goes on down to the bar with the Honda cars be. Well, I'm glad we got to witness it for ourselves when we went down yes. there, man. That was a fun night. All right, y'all, let's get into it. So, Q, I take it you're not drinking after spraining your wrist in a race, an impromptu race? Al, no, I'm doing? dry tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm dry tonight, but I'm all right. Al, I'm, what you I'm, bring is me and you tonight. Yeah, I'm having a white wine. Uh, 2019. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun night. Okay. I just got some ghetto vodka and a... Uh, Simply Lemonade. All right, let's go. Um, let's get into the show. Now, yesterday we celebrated Fox Soul's two-year anniversary. And uh, we're so grateful for the support we've received from our soulmates. They have just been so positive. Uh, let's take a look at Fox Soul's two-year journey. I know we talked about it already on Wednesday, but I think, again, it's it's worth repeating. It's a big deal. A lot of people have been yeah. trying to do the streaming thing and they, they it just don't jump. It don't really hit like that. Mm-hmm. Anything else y'all want to add to this? I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of this on the ground floor because when it becomes whatever it's going to become, my name will be in that little history book. It's like one of the, <laughs> one of the first people that was there. So I'm super excited. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I listen. I can't be more graceful. I mean, I, it, just everything about it feels right. I'm just glad to be a part of it. Thanks, James. Thanks, Fox Soul. Thanks, Claudia. Thanks, Q. Thanks, everybody on our team. And, and you know, other people have been inspired. Like it's, I see other people popping up with similar kind of stuff, and I'm like, okay, Fox Soul inspiring the masses. But I, I love that a lot of people have chances to to do this thing, not just celebrities, people that are, you know. Uh, big on social media or even people that are not that just have a good thing a good word good thing to say they kind of mm-hmm. give a lot of opportunities to people that other other networks might not so okay. once again james debose we tip our hat stephen brown Thank you, everybody Thank you, behind the scenes and Thank payroll for always hitting that direct deposit promptly on time <laughs> wednesday <laughs> God, regina. Yes, regina. <laughs> i love when i get an email from regina <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, it's TJF, so let's get into some hot topics. I'd like to start off tonight's show with some Black Girl Magic. British Vogue is kicking off 2022 with a jaw-dropping cover featuring five African models whose glorious African heritage stretches from Senegal to Rwanda to Sudan to Nigeria to Ethiopia and beyond. British Vogue's editor-in-chief says, I saw all these incredible models from across Africa who were just so vivacious and smart. These girls are refining, redefining, what it is to be a fashion model. And I love it. It looks beautiful. What are your thoughts on this cover? You know, I loved everything about this cover. And for whatever reason, my mind just went to trying to imagine being a European person on a boat, pulling up on some foreign land and discovering a person that looked like that for the first time. And what that had to have feel like, like those women on the, that cover, they look like goddesses, um, just that dark, rich chocolate skin. 
And I for real want to know like what was going through European people's head the first time they seen people that looked like that. Those women look magical. And I am glad that that the fashion industry is beginning to catch up and realize the magic that is black women. That's right. That's right. Al, what do you think? You know, I I'm just in awe. Uh, Edward Enenfall is actually a friend of mine. He is the editor in chief that actually created this. And I just remember 20 years ago in the beginning of 2000, there were three African um, people in the fashion industry that were just destined to make a difference. It was Naomi Campbell, uh, Pat McGrath, and Edward Enfield. And they were all friends. And we used to all hang out when, you know, I've talked about them being working with them in the past in my when I was a banker and everything. And at that time, he was so young and so innocent. He weighed probably 120 pounds. And we used to go to dinner. He used to talk about how he wanted to revolutionize the fashion industry. So to watch 20 years later, this friend that I used to go to dinner, redefine the fashion industry and forcing us to change the narrative and create this anti-tokenism campaign with nothing but African models on the on the uh, cover without any type of uh, shame or disposition about it. And also hiring Raphael, who's the Brazilian um, artist, I mean, photographer who did the, the cover, who is has always been supportive of underrepresented people of color. It's just magical. I'm, I'm sitting here and I just have goosebumps talking about it. My hat goes off to uh, British Vogue for taking a chance with Edward. My hat goes off to Edward always living and stepping in your dreams and, you know, just bringing it all full circle for all three of you great Africans that have just changed the fashion industry. And this is a thumbs up for me all the way around. I mean, I'm loving it. As um, I remember early on in modeling, and I didn't have a high fashion modeling career, just going to auditions where they would say, me, at, with my hue, we're not hiring dark girls. I'm like, what? And I got to thinking, like, if they could tell someone like me that, imagine the disrespect that they constantly uh, dish out to these beautiful, brown, gorgeous, chiseled, features, stunning, melanin-rich goddess-type ladies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we don't realize how, how, how easy some of us have it. These women were looked at as, again, like a token in a fashion show. Let's throw a dark skin girl. But to have a powerful co- cover like this, with this black skin, beautiful chocolate. And, you know, as much as, as the world has robbed of Africa, they can at least honor these women and, and, and the, the, that represent these countries. I just think about the young black girls that want to get into this industry, seeing that kind of cover, just such an aspirational kind of moment, the cover of Vogue, nothing but chocolate. Usually they'll have a chocolate, right. a medium, a light, you know, everyone kind of plays their position, but to just be unapologetic with it, and be like, this is what we're doing. We're we're highlighting this. We're we're celebrating this. It's a it's a great moment. There's so many black girls that talk about how they don't feel pretty. They don't feel pretty because what they see in media just doesn't reflect that. Lately, in the past few years, we kind of embraced it a little bit. But remember, when we were younger. How insulting someone would say they would insult someone by calling them African this or African that. And I'm so right. glad the tide has turned finally, and people will stop being ignorant. And, and using that as some kind of dig because there's nothing uh, disparaging about these ladies or the, the countries that they represent in the continent of Africa. So kudos yeah. to, to British Vogue. We need more of this. Yeah, and it comes from it comes from editors like uh, Edward. I mean, we know that 43% of the African-American females represented on 
the last uh, season of Fashion Week. So, hand, you know, just thumbs up to the fashion industry embracing this entire anti-tokenism uh, campaign and employing people of color. I mean, I could Let's get to a point where this is not a novelty and it's just regular. I was, like, oh, you know, it's I was March. about to say that, Claudia. I was about to say, can we get to a place where we stop considering this taking a risk? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's a risk. Oh, I mean, risk of what? You know what I'm saying? Like, Make it normal. Make it, yeah. Like, let it just be March issue. Let it be yeah. July. Let Why do you got to be a risk? Like, you know, exactly. y'all scaring all of y'all readers going to like magically not buy the magazine anymore. I mean, why is it, or why are people of color, minorities considered a risk? All right. That's what they do, though. They think that those those issues are not going to sell and they are proven wrong. When they sell, they sell. When they do these, it sells out. So anyways, Moving on, the fans are already coming for our next in the chat because they're like, y'all said you were going to start off the show with the Trey Songs tea. We've been waiting for this and we want to hear about Cardi <laughs> and Tasha <laughs> K. Calm down, y'all. We got, we, we, can we get, give some balance? Some balance, please? Okay, we promised we would uh, continue our conversation about Trey Songs and the rape allegations against him on Wednesday show. Trey Songs and his legal team have uh, denied basketball player Dylan Gonzalez's claim that Trey is a rapist. Trey's team even plans to take legal action, including filing a civil suit. Trey now has uh, several accusations against him by different women. What are your thoughts on this story? Al, going to you, you well, you know, this. I, I shared my thoughts. I mean, like I said, starting in 2017 to Kiki Palmer, 18, 19, 20, 21, and now in 22, we have Dylan. These are people that we know about. And what's so interesting is Dylan's lawyer has opened it up to where he now has over 20 women that have come forth to him and said, hey, this has happened to me by him as well. So this is my question to all the Black women out there, to all the soulmates. What are you going to do about this information that we're sharing with you about all of these women that are coming forward, all these women who've been vocal for six years with all these rumors and all these accusations, all these accusations, he is still on tour. He is still making hits. He is still performing at sold out venues. He still has a career. Are we going to continue to treat this the same way that we treated R. Kelly? I need some answers. Because at this point, when you have this many accusations, we can't just say it's a woman's fault for going back to the hotel with him. Well, I can tell you what the answer is. It's cognitive dissonance. You know what I'm saying? That people have an ability of excusing away behavior of their faves. You know what I'm saying? Or if they don't want to believe it, they will create a way to not believe it. You know, I misspoke on the last show because I was not aware that Trey had had this long history of, of, of allegedly doing this to people. I find it unfortunate. And, and, and it's, it's weird because I've always, I always doted on Trey songs that he was the one that did not get in trouble the way Chris Brown does. I used to always say Trey songs come out with a CD. He tour for a year, then go sit his ass down for three years. And unbeknownst to me, he was, you know, stealing people's pussy cat and why he wasn't in studio and on stage, allegedly. Um, so this definitely shocks me. But to answer your question, Al, cognitive dissonance, they're still going to buy the tickets and they're still going to gyrate. And so right. So this is this is my concern then. If that's the if that's how we're going to play it, then 
let's not be all in an uproar 20 years later, like we are with R. Kelly saying, oh, he's a bad person. Oh, you're a bad person if you like his music, because if you as black women are going to support this type of behavior and going to be silent and not stand up against it, then don't be upset in the journey that he takes as he explores his career in celebrity and music. Let's not just put it on black women, though. I mean, black black women are the sisters and friends and family of black men. If rape is rape. It doesn't have to just be a woman that should get offended by this. I, I remember, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it, Darren Sharper. I'm, I was friends with him, didn't know he was doing that. And I, one time I saw one of his friends out in Miami after he went to prison for, you know, his allegations of, well, his charges of raping people and putting drinks and uh, stuff in their drinks. And his friend said, yeah, we used to see him do it all the time. I said, why the, why the hell did you not stop? You're just as responsible. Mm-hmm. Miss me with, it's the women that went to the room. Miss me with, oh, you shouldn't still be a fan. How about the friends that are sitting there watching thinking the shit is funny? He's doing it in open public. At, 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 he's bringing these women to the room. Like, we all need to be offended by this. And yes, yeah. you're right, Al and, and Q. We do make, you know, when, when it's someone we like, we make excuses. No, those girls are lying. And especially when it's black female victims, we are quick to call them gold diggers and whores and hoochies. And what was it? They had a motive. Rape is rape. Okay. Yeah. And yes, there are some trifling ass women and some trifling ass men that lie about it, but it happens a lot. And more often than not, we don't speak up about it. And when we do, we get called liars and gold diggers. So yes, we need to uh, put our foot down on this. But let's also stop coming for the victims because it is hard to come forward. It is hard you know, to come the, forward. The, the only thing that I want to make make or clarify about my statement about going to the room and stuff, rape should not happen. It, it, we, we, we understand that. But until we get to a world where it's perfectly euphoric and it doesn't happen, I think that women should err on the side of caution. It is 2022. All right. There is not a woman above the age of 16 alive that does not know what time it is when celebrity XYZ picks you out of a club, out of an audience, out of a McDonald's and invites you back to their hotel room. Yes, you should be able to go and play Nintendo 64 and not be raped, but let's normalize not being so starstruck that you put yourself in potential risky situations. I agree with that. And also, once you're in the room, it's not you're not fair game for this man to put his dick inside of you. Yeah. Once you said no. You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all. Great conversation. Uh, we will be back. We uh, got a lot more show to cover. We have a lot more topics and keep it going in the chat. You know what, y'all? We are already at 2,300 people. So we might hit 3,000 tonight, y'all. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break with more TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm Claudia Jordan, joined by Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. We see you in the comments on YouTube. Please throw up some flames if you're liking what you hear. Uh, we're going to read some quick comments from the chat because people have a lot to say about the Trey Song story. Charlene Edwards says, this young boy is using his ego and fame to test limits, the law, and he was disrespectful to us women. I'm older, but I would not support his music and his terrible missteps. Hey. Latasha Johnson says, at the same time as women, if you know, heard that Trey Songs is known for doing this to women, stop going to his hotel room with him alone. Facts. I agree with that as well. Uh, Nikito, we can even say no, even if we're naked. And Brianna, just Brina says, as a survivor of sexual abuse, it's hard to come forward and harder to heal after outing your abuser. 
thank you, ladies, for for your comments uh, about your experiences in the in the chat and what you think about this. And uh, I'd like to hear directly from you. So thank you so much. All right. We will definitely keep you posted on this story since we're taking a break from Kanye and in the Kardashians for a few weeks. So we're going to have some room to talk about Trey songs. All right. Moving forward. Tiffany Haddish is facing a DUI charge after being arrested. Oh, uh, uh, early this morning in Georgia, the cops responded to a call about a driver who had fallen asleep at the wheel. Shortly after, officers spotted Tiffany pulling into a neighborhood where she was stopped and arrested for driving under the influence and improper stopping on a roadway. Cops stated that she was under the influence of marijuana. Uh, we have to credit TMZ for that uh, the, the picture, the mugshot. So we have to give them the credit. What do you think is going on with Tiffany Haddish? And you just think it's just a regular night out? She just got caught out there. What do y'all think? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I I think it's unfortunate, but I also think it's nothing to see here. Like, like you you know, and, and it's funny because DUI driving under the influence, it automatically suggests alcohol. You know what I'm saying? And so I, my, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's a horrible person. She's drinking and driving and fell asleep at the wheel. But then when then when the next line is, you know, she was high off of weed. Yeah. Not so much. I'm still side eyeing her because they were saying she was nodding off and falling asleep at the wheel. And that is why people called the police. That is problematic. But I, I don't want this woman sprayed across the Internet for DUI if she was just, you know, high off a little reefer. Alan, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it was just reefer. I think we're going to treat Tiffany like we treat everyone else. You are very wealthy. You have means. You should be in an Uber. You shouldn't be driving if you're intoxicated or high, because what happens is you get a DUI. OK, now I will sympathize with her because from my understanding, she's had a number of loss in her in her neighborhood or in her community. I mean, in her life, her dog, her grandmother, Bob Saget, uh, you know, she lost common. She's going through a very public breakup when she, you know, deemed that she was madly in love more than she ever has been before. I just feel like when you're going through these type of situations, don't put yourself behind the wheel because we've all been there. We've all tried to drink away our sorrows. We've all tried to smoke away our sorrows. We've all been there. You are a megastar now, Tiffany. You no longer have the ability to make these silly mistakes. Sorry. I agree. I'm empathetic to her going through her stuff. And we've all medic self-medicated with some weed or some drink or whatever to kind of just get over something. I get that. And it sucks because if she was in a different state, probably wouldn't have been an issue. If she was in Cali, right. it was not weed or, you know, weed friendly states. Um, she's human. She did a human thing. But unfortunately, right. with the the uh, stakes being so high, because she is a superstar that's come from so, so, so far. We don't want to see anything happen to our, our girl, Tiffany Haddish. Oh. And if something bad would have happened and, you know, look at all these DUIs that have been happening with athletes and killing people and their dogs. And, you know, we don't we don't want to see that happen for her. So, Tiffany, people love you. And, you know, we got to get you some uber black or, or, or a friend. <laughs> yeah, like she, she's, she's like a platinum on Groupon. She can get platinum on Uber. What happened to the days when people was going through and they was heartbroken and they drank brown looking and sit home and cry and smoke cigarettes? Like, why is y'all going out? Like, that, that's why we got to bring back old school ways of living. When you when you was going through and that man put you through, baby, you <laughs> sat up at home and you cried, baby. You cried. Oh, remember, she's been posting. She's been very active about finding her new soulmate. So she she 
she's she's been very you know vocal about she's out mingling because she's single and she wants to meet her a new man. So she's out in these streets. She better put that thing on Bumble. <laughs> Does weed make y'all drive more reckless or more care? I'd be so careful when I used to smoke in Cali. I'll be driving all uh, 35 miles an hour, super <laughs> focused. Oh I, I, listen, I, I I got a I drove, I smoked some weed one time in Atlanta many years ago. I used to drive a Nissan Cube and I could so I was on, on 75, 85, and I could swear the reflectors on the street were levitating. Like midway in the sky, and from that moment on, I have never messed around with that marijuana and got behind the wheel ever again. I, I that marijuana is something I got to do when I'm gonna sit home and, and watch Claudine or watch Waiting to Exhale or something. I got to be done for the night. Well, y'all, you know me. I take public transportation, and when I don't, I've I've had a driver since 2000, so I I simply cannot drive under the influence of anything weed alcohol anything so i'm used to no weed so it ain't happening all right y'all moving on we got to talk about this story all over the internet on thursday in her federal court case cardi b took to the stand and told the judge and a jury that she wanted to take her life after blogger tasha k made allegations in 2018 about her sex life and that she had herpes and hpv Cardi said Tasha K's claims are false. She also said, I feel defeated uh, and depressed. I didn't want to sleep with my own husband. What are your thoughts on the story and Cardi's statement in this lawsuit? So y'all are not going to like my response, soulmates, and my co-hosts may not like my response either. Um, I have a personal rule of mine that I'm, I'm not willing to violate for this story, which is I don't discuss other YouTubers simply because I have to exist in that space. Okay. And with, with the Black YouTubers, it can get very messy and toxic. Um, it, those of y'all who know me, I have a lot to say. I actually know Tasha Kay. Um, I consider her to be a colleague. You know, we've done some stuff together. Um, and I'm just going to say the whole situation is unfortunate, but I'm going to defer to y'all on this one. No problem. Al, what do you think about this story? You know, Q, I, I can respect that, honestly, because Tasha K, I watch Tasha K. I think she's very entertaining. I, I like her show. Sorry. Uh, some people don't. I do. I love her personality. I love her hustle. I mean, I love it. I respect it. Um, I love, I respect her enterprise. But this right here is going to revolutionize uh, that space, that blogging industry. And it's going to change how people participate in the space. And Cardi B was here for it. She spent over a million dollars to make a point, and that point is being made. The best part about it is good money hires you good lawyers. So Cardi B is not focusing on slander, all right? She's focusing on liable. And that, to me, is just brilliant on her part, because when you focus on liable, if you focus on slander as a celebrity, you'll find yourself on the wrong side of the law because there's no federal law to protect you. But if you focus on liable, you have a win-win situation because liable, you're being uh, compensated for monetary damage to someone who is trying to ruin your reputation. So she's only focusing on getting money for money that she lost. I think it's brilliant in the space of the law in which she has tackled as a celebrity because before celebrities have not been able to figure this out. Very smart on Cardi B's half, very unfortunate for Tasha Kay. I can't wait to see what this ruling is gonna be. Um, 
I watch Tashka too. I don't watch a lot of YouTubers, but she's one I watch. Tisa Talks is one I watch. Um, a few others. But uh, for me, this ain't just about Tasha K. It's about bloggers or vloggers being reckless about things. And she said, apparently on the stand, she said that she knew that it might not have been true, but she said it anyways. And um, this is very damaging. And I'm glad someone like Cardi B is speaking on it because Al, I know you and I, we both been talked about bad by, by the press. I had it for, for years by this one blogger that said all kinds of things. And that's kind of what started this home record whore thing. And then once it's, a, it's put out there, you have herpes, you have this, you're a prostitute. It's very hard to shake those rumors. Oh, absolutely. Like no one's saying, no one reads the, the when they clean it up. That's right. You know, no Claudia, you, you hit it right on the head on that because obviously when I was going through my situation, I, I hired lawyers and, and was trying to figure out. And there really at that time was no constitutional law to support celebrities because people were, because you lived a celebrity life, people were allowed to make up stories on you and there was really no repercussion. But that's why I'm like, this is going to revolutionize the blogosphere because, and it's going to make people very aware of what they say and check fact checking or finding a backdoor way on saying stuff. And that accountability really can help, I promise you, because I spent many nights, like restless nights, trying to wrestle with the narrative that was created around me, which you know, was horrible. What was the worst rumor about you that wasn't true? That you were like, nah. Like, you know, I'm a gold digger that I was lying. I was I was pretending to be something I wasn't, uh, you know, that I never worked, that I was plotting on this person, that I was I didn't I never brought anything to the table. Look, when I when I got married, when I was in my situation, I worked on Wall Street. I was making six figures. I lived in the Ritz Carlton residency in Battery Park. I was very well uh, uh, uh uh, socialized in the New York nightlife. Like I told you who my clients were. So just that alone was hurtful for someone to diminish you to some gigolo gay perpetrating something, some falsehood, you know, that, that really hurt. And the best part about it, which the thing I like about Cardi B is that she's saying, listen, your lies is is affecting my business. And it hurt my business because as a banker, people trusted me with their money. And if this narrative is out there, they're saying, oh, if he's lying about that, then he could be lying about how he's managing my money. It ruined my business. I'm glad someone as big as Cardi B is doing this because there has to be some changes. There has to be some changes with just saying, beginning on the internet, you have an opinion on someone, that's fine. But when you present things as facts about someone and all your people and you have a powerful voice, it is very hurtful and damaging to people. And it's hard to recover. It is so hard. to. And once it's out there, it is out there. And that's it. And you have oh, to you feel can, that yeah. people tell you to not get over it. You're a celebrity. You've got money. Why do you care? You shouldn't be reading it. No, we're human like the same bastards in the comments are human. We all human in this together. And as much as it would hurt you to have someone say these things about you and say you're, you're just disparage your character, it hurts us as well. So you Tasha know what, K, I hope you don't and- let me just say this real quick. We gotta Tasha K, I hope you um learn from this because I think you have a look, you got a million followers, you have a million subscribers, you have a great business model. So don't mess this up with this and I hope she learns a lesson and continues to make her money because it sucks that this had to happen. But hey, I see both sides. Now we wasn't gonna oh, no, I was just gonna say, you know, it's different because you guys were celebrities and you guys were on shows and you guys were making money. Uh I wasn't. 
I was just attached to a celebrity. So mm-hmm. I wasn't making any money with all this slander. It was only digging me in the left side of the graveyard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, it would have been different. I always said it would have been different if I was making money and you were talking crap about me. I could turn a left cheek. But I no, was it still hurts. Money. It still hurts. It hurts your brand. All right. We're gonna, I guess we got to go to commercial. They're right? screaming at us. We, we got to. Okay. We late. We'll be right back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF. I see y'all in the chat. Y'all a little aggressive in the chat tonight. I see y'all. Let me look at these comments. 2,600 in the chat. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, production, if y'all can just give me a few uh, kind comments to read. <laughs> we'll get to some of them. All right, y'all. Hey, listen, y'all. Um, did you know that even an okay credit score can cost you a hundred grand over the life of a 30-year home loan? Well, that's why you should uh, use ScoreMaster before you apply for any kind of loans. Now, ScoreMaster can take a credit score from okay to great pretty fast. Now, the average user adds 61 points in 21 days or less. Now, recently, COVID surges will keep interest rates pretty low for now. And adding 61 points to your score can save you thousands on a home loan, but those rates will go up soon. Now, before you apply, visit ScoreMaster.com, where you may add points to your credit score fast. Then you can maintain and protect your credit score with 24-7 credit monitoring and $1 million fraud insurance. It only takes minutes to enroll, see your points, get on track, and get more points and qualify for the lowest home loan rates. Visit scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T to get started today. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more T on TGIF after the break. Welcome back to TJF. We are creeping upon 3,000 right now, 2,700 in the chat, y'all. Come through for us one time. What the, that- the chat saying? Oh, they saying a lot. I love Funky. Tasha done. No, she didn't silence him. Call. Uh, can y'all get the show to be five days a week? Um, let's get the likes to la- match the viewer numbers. I agree. Um, and you okay. know what? Let me let, let, let me nip something in the bud right now because because I already see this becoming a mess because I didn't want to comment on the Tasha K thing. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I don't get into that messy black YouTube stuff. Okay. Y'all know when I went through my scandal that I went through with old girl, how every YouTuber out there made a video about me. I just don't like doing it. It's just always been a rule of mine. Y'all can think I'm being preferential all I want. You can actually kiss my ass. Y'all can look at my whole YouTube channel and you will see that there are no videos of me discussing other YouTubers. It's just a personal rule of mine. I don't like it. I don't like when they be on YouTube going back and forth with one another, about one another, making each other the story when we're supposed to be talking about celebrities and celebrity news. It's just a personal rule of mine. Respect it. Well, I respect it. I can respect it. Respect it. I'm not silenced by anybody. It ain't like she my ace cool boom. She ride in my car. It's just a personal rule of mine. I don't discuss other YouTubers. That's where it starts and where it stops. Okay. He said what he said. One more comment in the chat. They said, uh, (laughs) Antonio Rodriguez said, Claudia, we need you five days a week. Okay, y'all. All right. Hey, moving on. Tell James. Donald Glover came through with a straightforward message for his followers. He tweeted, please at me this year if you talked shit on me. That, he wants to smoke. He's like, don't do it. In, don't, don't do no subliminals. Don't do it in hiding. What are your thoughts on entering this new year with this energy? What do y'all think about this? That same toxicity I just got through going off about. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, I mean, I guess Donald. Donald might be equipped for it. 
in 2022, I'm all on peace, love, and zen. I, I, I don't at me. Right. Unfollow me if you got. If you want to talk about me, unfollow me or go back and make videos about me the way y'all be doing. But keep that mess on your page. Don't come at me. Al, anything before we go on to this uh, funky post? Not a thing. All right. Well, in uh, today's news of trolling on social, this is a recurring. See what I'm talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In today's news, okay, Funky, you received an aggressively racist post from a troll, right? The post says, Funky, you always hating on white women. Your black, ugly ass can't be a white queen, or you mad because white queens are still superior, you porch monkey N word. What? Funky, would you like to respond to this central? Or is it a rule to not respond to white <laughs> trolls that Wait, troll you and call you a white monkey? And I, I, I don't, I, oh God. <laughs> Let's get it all out tonight. <laughs> I know, I want to say something, but I don't want it to be misconstrued. Oh, but it will, we're on the internet. It, it, it will. That's I, I just find the words white queen to just be so funny like, I, I don't know why that was the part of the post and I guess because it's uncommon to hear white women going around referring to themselves as white queens so it was just the white queen part that just made me have to post it so I was like this is just comical to me it's comical uh, you know you, you know what's so funny Claudia they the the same person posted on my my page and so I I hit Q up I was like Q console me because <laughs> that person wore me out on on my page as well I was like yo and I even posted if you guys follow Q do you know I posted on Q, Q's page I said Q uh, she did the same thing to me but you know what I have to say this about my co-host. This man is always teaching me, and I love every second of it because for me, I've been trolled for 20 years. I've been, I mean, I've been the victim of death threats, people coming to my job, security breaches at my apartment. I've been spit on, I've been shoved. I've been, I have been through some stuff with trolls. And you guys know that the reason why I don't read the comments is because I have PT, is it PD, PTSD <laughs> around comments because of my experience in the entertainment world around this. But Q just somehow always takes the nasty wind out of everything and he just flips it and he does it with such style and grace that I just want to say thank you, brother. He posted it. He was like, I'm not going to delete it off my page. I'm going to post it. I'm going to highlight it and let people be the judge of her foolishness. And Q, thank you. Thank you. Because you know what I did? I deleted it. I said, Q, can you believe that? It was funny to me. But you know what like. We're going to post it. We're going to deal with it. Man, my hat's off to you. you what you, is she talking about, though? And she went to both the all pages. I don't know. I, me I, every day. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, and, and, and it's funny. I, I get this question a lot, especially from aspiring YouTubers. And I've said this before in previous videos. And I don't want people to take this the wrong way. But I look at my life and I just envision what the life is like of the person that's writing that. And I say uh-huh. to myself, why am I going to get mad because some trick in Boise, Idaho, sitting in the cubicle, waiting for her boss to relieve her for her to go to lunch? Why am I going to let her upset me? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? I'm out here on boats 
wearing Gucci and gold, living the living the time of my life, and you is you some miserable county worker somewhere in Boise, Idaho, <laughs> hiding behind a keyboard. You can't man. upset me, ma'am. You can't. Now go ask. Can you go ask somebody to watch your phone so you can go to the bathroom? Like leave me alone. <laughs> Well, you know, I'll be all in my feelings. I'll be in my feelings. It's, like, it's not all negative uh, in the comments tonight for you, Q. Um, yeah. Sam Cook says, child, not white bitch coming for Q. And then Will <laughs> says, and I went, I, Q, how can I become a gentleman caller? Uh-oh. <laughs> you got action, huh? I'm not, I'm not, accept, uh, I'm not, accept, listen, I'm, I'm, Al, I'm, I'm, Al and Claudia <laughs> don't slut shame me through 2027, so I am no longer accepted gentlemen callers, but I am looking for husbands, so. What? Get out of here. <laughs> Please. Please, what are we not about to do on, on Al Gore's internet is sit here and lie. You are not trying to be nobody's husband, wife, whatever. You have a fun life. You be like you said, you be on boats wearing Gucci, having gentlemen callers come through two a week. Oh Lord, two at a time, honey. <laughs> we ain't gonna start lying. That's what we're not about to do. Oh, we're not gonna do all that good internet. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, um, do we need to go to commercial real quick? We might have to go to a commercial. If not, no, I want to get into this. I think we got another story. All right. Uh, so, Q, sorry. There's another thing involved Tosh K, but it's not really about okay, Tosh K. Ahead, ahead. Okay. So according to her, a source at The Sun in 2020, uh, Wendy Williams was allegedly so drunk after taping her show from her home that she stripped naked in front of her manager, staff members, and then screamed vulgar comments towards them while inappropriately touching herself. What are y'all's thoughts on these allegations? Do you think it's true? Or are people just trying to just <laughs> knock Wendy when she's down? Here it is, and here it is, and, and, and this is when we really finna test the gusto of women out there. If it was a man, y'all would have been screaming all type of Me Too and sexual harassment and Harvey Weinstein and all this other stuff. If it is true that that woman was naked on that camera and touching herself and saying inappropriate stuff, then the same stuff that happened to... To all the rest of the people, Cuomo and, 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 and Matt Lauer and all these other people, then she needs to suffer the same damn rap. And I don't want to hear nothing about Kevin and Sharina putting her through out of grave disease that make her pat her pussy <laughs> on the camera. I don't want to hear nothing about none of that. I don't want to hear about the drugs and alcohol because Whitney Houston ain't never took hers off down on Al Gore internet. So <laughs> if Wendy stripped now and showed them people that ear-shaped pussycat, <laughs> that P-shaped pussycat <laughs> with them stovepipe legs, okay? That's the real crime. <laughs> that's... That's good. You know what? Matter of fact, maybe she don't need to get sexual uh, harassment because oh maybe it, maybe it's some other type of trauma. Because <laughs> I imagine Wendy naked. Because <laughs> literally, from her shoulder to her ankle is all one side. Like it's just so I'm like, could you imagine like looking at an iPhone with a head on it? <laughs> oh <my God>. Like <laughs> I quit. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she did it allegedly, and she 
Wendy looked like the type that. Be- <laughs> I don't need no other body. Just roll. I bet she was rolling that thing too. Like Pat. <laughs> she was rolling. She was rolling. That she did it. <laughs> they some people. Them people ain't lying on her. The people's not lying on you. I told you, y'all talking about blaming on lymphedema. Grave <laughs> <laughs> disease. I told y'all, Wendy had fell off the wagon. Oh, and that, it's, now the truth is coming to the light. It's coming to the light. What all the hell was going on? She was sitting over there, and I'm going to tell you another thing. <laughs> okay? Y'all, thank y'all for fooling us with this drunk. Okay, <laughs> alcohol, 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 because alcohol sound better than saying drugs. Okay? <laughs> alcohol was never that lady problem. We know what that lady problem That lady went, I always say, don't judge me from my past because I don't stay there no more. That lady went and moved back into her old house <laughs> and took her clothes off of her housewarming. That's what she did, allegedly. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll and be keep back our clothes on. <laughs> we got to go. We'll be back. Welcome back to TGIF. Let me just say something real quick. I don't know who is in the comments with those Wendy fans because we was almost at 3,000 live in the chat, right? It was at 29.12. We had 88 people to go to be at 3,000. Then all of a sudden, y'all just, what happened, y'all? What do y'all think happened? What do you think? Yeah, like when I was telling the truth, but it wasn't that lady Gray's disease acting up. I don't think so. I don't know. that We got to figure that out. Maybe there was a glitch somewhere. So we are just, well, let me see where we at now. We at 2693. All right, y'all. One day, we're we going to get to 3,000. We Okay. We are. We don't want to shrink. We want to grow. Speaking of shrinking, according to the Daily Mail, a man... In the U.S. said his penis shrunk a cool 1.5 inches and he suffers from erectile dysfunction issues as a result of vascular damage he suffered after contracting COVID. Check out what he said. My penis has shrunk. Before I got sick, I was above average, not huge, but definitely bigger than normal. Now I've lost about an inch and a half and become decidedly less than average. It's apparently due to vascular damage and my doctors seem to think it's likely permanent. Funky, I know you've had COVID. Al, I'm not sure if you did. But did anything like this happen to either one of y'all? Y'all had the COVID. Violated all my helpers. Just violated all my helpers. Just told all my business. (laughs) Well, I've had it too. Okay. Yeah, to be fair. Okay, now we even. Um, So last I checked, um, (laughs) it did not shrink. And if it did, it, it damn sure wasn't by an inch and a half. I, I would notice that, um, you know, but, it, it, you know, in, in, in this case, and I know that so many men, their egos could be tied to their penis, but brother, you need to be glad that your ass is alive because for your uh-huh. penis to have been towed up, you must have had that bad COVID and you probably had bigger issues to worry about than hunching. So just yeah. be happy that that it works, that you still are are here, and and stop being superficial, man. Okay, Al, how would you feel if you lost an inch and a half in length? Listen, we this is actually true, guys, because you all of us know a particular person that had COVID, a, a pretty severe case of COVID, who had experienced this, and they got um, <clears throat> prescribed Cialis and was told to buy a penis pump. Um, but let me tell you what's so funny about this story that I like. Uh, who we know? Who we hold know? on, we're going to come back to that. Just hold on one second. 
Y'all, mm-hmm. like, for real, do y'all remember when Nicki Minaj said that her friend back at home, she, 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 she was in the right area, but she was wrong about which appendage. Remember, in her case, she said she had a friend whose balls were enlarged. And people and came remember, for her when she said that, but she was talking about came a friend for her. Experience. Remember, all the scientists and all the doctor, even they issued a, a statement uh, publicly and said that there was no scientific uh, proof that COVID was having any effect on any of the reproductive organs on men. So, Nikki, we have to apologize to you, sweetheart. You were on to something. You were on the wrong, the wrong appendage, but in the right area. So, I think we owe Nikki an apology because it is it is one hundred percent true. No, that that ain't how that word. It is. So anyway, I can't tell you who it was because, like you said, Q HIPAA laws, and that's their personal. Give us a own, hint. We talk about oh, you tell us on this commercial break because that. Al, you keep spilling. Who was it? No, 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 no. I can't spill. This is health stuff. Y'all know we will be sued from the okay. top to the bottom if we do that here. Hey, y'all, <laughs> um, before we get to the game, I'm just going to spend like real quick because this is not a story that we need to get into. Ray okay. J says men should wear black underwear instead of white underwear so they can refrain from seeing poop stains in them. Check out his reasoning. White drawers or white briefs and the person who washing your clothes definitely can see the doodle streaks coming out. White drawers... You want to be washing your own white drawers. Okay. Do you see why I said, um, yeah. I've I've always said this before in the past, I think straight men are so nasty when it comes to hygiene and they ask um, because you, you should not have to wear colored underwear to keep from seeing streaks. <laughs> use baby wipes and learn how to wipe your ass appropriately and and i'm not surprised that this comes from some, him he is so lame between him bow wow and nick cannon i just don't know who gets the award for being the lamest not nick cannon i like nick cannon he's a he's doing his thing hey oh 50 more people to be to, to, to be at 3000 okay before we go y'all okay. in honor of the new year let's play a quick game of who's most likely to the 2022 <laughs> All right, y'all, we basically have one minute to do this, okay? Okay. Who's most likely to reconnect with an ex-love this year? Q. Al. Who's most likely to catch COVID-19 again for being on the streets? Q. Q. Who's most likely to get married this year? None of us. Okay. Who's who's most likely to show up to a taping late? Claudia. Claudia. (laughs) Who's most likely to gain weight? Who wrote these questions? (laughs) Claudia. Claudia. Who's most likely to have a foursome? Q. Who's most likely to sleep with a soulmate? Al. Q. I think Q is too bougie. Like QB, like have this he's this air about him. Like he's too. I'm on a boat. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can't. You I, I, he ain't sleeping with no fan. Q to that bar, give him a couple of shots. He'll be ready. And he's still. He, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I ain't no cheap floozy Al, and I used to be. But you know, I got, I got, a, I got a, I got a little business about myself these days. <laughs> Al, I think Al would do it on the low low. On the, I would. I see. I know you. And then right, lie y'all. about it. I no, I never co-host. lie. Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. And I think we got to. Ah, oh, we was almost there. We're going to get it next time. Thank you for watching us, y'all. We're going to get to 3,000 next week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Stay tuned for the mix that's coming up next. Bye, y'all. That's all I